Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm still Craig McLeod, and of course you are. I'm confused this week, a little confused. You're confused, JD. What do you mean? I'm a little bit confused. I have seen a couple of ads uh, roll across the desk uh, today, um, yesterday, and uh, uh, earlier uh, last week. That have just um, uh, reminded me of the vagaries of, uh, of uh, advertising. And I thought right, the I'd vagaries. I look forward to exploring this, JD. And what would you mm. say the bone is we're going to pick over today? I think the bone that we should pick over this week is using assets against the brand. Okay. I it's like the sound well of that. Known, it's not a well-known bone. It's like one of those little bones that you find underneath the carcass of the chicken that you know holds a particularly nice little morsel of meat that no one else knows about. Mm. I love this bone. Okay. I particularly love this bone. If I was eating a, if I was eating the chook of advertising, this would be the bone that I would, um, I would look for because I don't think too many people kind of understand the rich textures <laughs> and delightful flavors that are involved in uh, just gnawing over this bone. But the chook of advertising. <laughs> I think that's what you said, and I'm all about the chook of advertising. So let's start to uh, let's start to gnaw on this chook of advertising and that tasty morsel. What have you got for us? Okay, so. Um, uh, I have seen, have you seen the I'm a Mac guy flogging the Intel chip ads? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, indeed, I have seen it. And I've got to tell you, it is one of the best ones I've seen. Now, I've always been one to talk about this particular, you know, good-looking rooster and the nerdy-looking Muppet from the original campaign that Mac put out that said, hey, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC, and PC was just always boring. But what's what's the new one all about, JD? Oh, well, let me uh, let me enlighten you and the uh, and our listening audience. Uh, Justin Long, who is uh, famous for uh, being Justin Long and and dating, I think he dated Drew Barrymore. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, he was the original Mac guy. Like I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. Yeah. Everyone knows those ads. We'll play one right here. Hello, I'm a Mac. Hello, I'm a PC, and I'm living with Vista. Hi, PC. I'm so proud of you for doing this, pal. This is great. Thank you. One day at a time, buddy. Yeah. You've taken the biggest step, and that's accepting that our operating system isn't working like it should. I just wish they would resolve these problems and issues once and for all. I wish I could tell you it's going to get easier. Well, I'm pleased to say I've been error-free for nearly a week. Way to go! Well, I'm pleased to say I've been error-free for nearly a week. Okay. Well, I'm pleased to say I've been error-free for nearly a week. So hard to watch. Could someone restart him, Well, I'm pleased to say I've been error-free for nearly a week. So you see what I mean? Wow, yeah, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. So what he's done is he has fronted up for Intel. And I'll play the ad now, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Hello, I'm a Justin. Just a real person doing a real comparison between Mac and PC. Come on. Oh, so you're a PC gamer? What's up? What's up with you? You're doing all this gaming on a laptop then? Yep. Wow. Okay. And uh, do we have a Mac gamer? No one really games on a Mac. I know. <laughs> and right, we just saw the ad, yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was right there. Um, so what... Cleverly, what Intel have done, because Mac have now decided that they're going to make their own processing chip. Yep, the M1. They've called it it the M1 in an homage maybe to BMW's M3 and M5 sports model cars. (laughs) They just, they sound faster. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they call it, maybe it's because it's Mac, but it's not an I 
one or an i chip or whatever. Anyway. Um, because it's the heart and Mac is the heart now of these oh. new machines that have been brought out in tw- late 2020, early 21. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah. yeah, and you can see the look of confusion on my face because I don't understand technology and I really don't care as long as the computer turns on when I turn it on. It and does it all plays the And you can use the program you actually bought it to use, which ultimately you can't. And that's exactly what happened. I went out and bought in my youthful enthusiasm a brand new Mac, a 2021 version of an Apple Macintosh book. You know, MacBook Pro yep. with the M1 chip because they said it's faster, it's better resolution, it's super duper, it's got a bloody cape, it's got it kills bad guys, it does with all the Dundies things on the outside. <laughs> all the things a great chip is supposed to do. And I got it home and I loaded my bit of software on, which I always use because yep. I'm a you know a bit of a nerd sometimes when it comes to specific bits, only to find that it's incompatible. With the new M1 chip, because all the software was developed around the processing uh, capability and design of Intel, which allowed um, uh, people to develop, allowed developers to actually develop stuff that they could use with their chip. And Mac have gone, no, we're just going to develop our own. And because we're a closed universe, we're not going to release the details of the M1 chip so that developers can't then adapt their software for this chip. And so I had to go back into the into the into the uh, the, the fun genius bar. I had to go back into the genius store and say, "It's this this computer is too smart for me. Um, can, can you get this? Can I have another no, one? can yeah, I have one that doesn't have your stupid chip?" Yeah, could I have the old one, please? Um, so I, that's just a personal tale of frustration, nothing, you know, and I'm sure a lot of other people may be going through the same thing. A lot of people, it really won't matter because, you know, all the design software probably all works on an M1 chip, I imagine. Anyway, um, the the piece that really interests me about this ad is that Justin Long is not saying I'm a PC he no. hasn't gone and said, I'm playing for the opposition. What Intel have done is they've said, who's the most famous face of Max? Yep. It's not Steve Jobs anymore. It's just a long. Like, Still. It's a, it's a guy that. from an ad that everyone immediately associates with Mac. Yep. Like you see that guy and you go, he's the he's the Mac. He's yep. that guy. He's Mac. And they've and he's done this lovely piece of his, his all these lovely Intel things and the chips and the facial opening and all that stuff and and Mac is grey and greyer like it's just it's delightful it's lonely and you know, one of the best parts of the ad when he's got some young guy on a laptop with his oh, yeah, phones the on gaming one yeah he's yeah gaming away <laughs> first thing he says is hello and this guy just goes sup but then following that. Of course, which, you know, we will have seen. But following that, you find yourself in a position where he's asking the question, is that a PC? And this guy's going, said something along the lines of, no one games on a Mac. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's all he needs to say. Yeah. Yeah, all the cool kids are on PCs. For purpose. It's almost that ability to have completely flipped the landscape without, as you say, specifically coming out with Justin Long saying, I'm a PC. But the back end of the commercial, of course, is all relative to PC. Yeah. 
Oh, it's absolutely. It's absolutely. Mac have decided that they're not going to use the Intel chip anymore, you know, and, and there's probably Intel's a whole... Just gone. Yeah, and Intel are gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, the gloves are off, are they? Okay. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it on. Okay, JD, I like that one. That's a great example, and I'm, uh, I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing what the listeners think of that particular one. I'm not sure how many you've seen. I know it's, it's definitely running in the States. I don't know if I've seen it here in Australia yet, but I'd be really keen to see what else you've got when you're talking about these, these assets connected to brands. I am going to um, I'm going to talk to one of your favourite uh, one of your favourite ads and the uh, subsequent follow up by uh, one of its uh, nearest competitors and uh, and talk about chicanery. I'd like to talk about chicanery and the use of brand assets against them. Here you go. For those of you for those of you uh, who are listening to the podcast, please forgive me. I'm about to do a mime. Who am I? Oh, that's Phil Collins. <laughs> I yeah. can feel it coming in the air tonight. And hold on. Who knows that? How good is that ad? Anyone who knows the song knows the ad. It's yep. the Purple Gorilla. And here it is for those of you playing along at home. Everyone goes, oh, Cadbury, Purple, Gorilla, how fantastic, lovely. And it's a delightful use of it sets up and reinforces the brand asset, Purple. Like that's all Cadbury Dairy Milk, the chocolate bar, Purple. If you look for, if you're Purple and you and it's Purple and that's all. Like that's what they were establishing, a very powerful brand asset. I still hear that song today and it still connects me straight back to that image of the gorilla. And I'm not sure whether he's fully CG or whether it was someone in a suit. That was a shot, someone in a suit. Yeah. Someone in a suit. But you see him and even the snarl, like the lip goes up just a little. Uh, Yeah. And then he just goes into the boom, boom, boom. And it's unbelievably good. Just so perfect. And then the back end of it, the tail is a glass and a half full of fun, I think is, is, is the, the um the final message on on screen and then as you say it's just purple with the logo unbelievable so good fantastic and they unwittingly created a new brand asset which was a gorilla yep unwittingly Unwittingly. but they made made it everyone goes oh gorilla drum set cadbury 
Piece yep. of cake. Phil Collins, <laughs> away you go. So Daryl Lee have um, – Love Daryl Lee. Daryl Lee. Oh, is he icon? Loves Daryl Lee. Um, Rocky Road, best yeah. thing ever. Best Christmas present ever. Like everyone, everyone, you can't you can't tell what it is. Used to be like the choice for Father's Day too, JD. When they had like the stores, it used to be like the slab of Rocky Road or the peanut brittle as well. They used to be like a Father's Day thing. I remember getting that for Jimmy, my dad, on numerous occasions. Loved it, mate. He's a peanut aficionado. He does go for the scorched peanut or the scorched almond, but he loved the Rocky Road and the the peanut brittle from Daryl Lee. Beautiful. Beautiful. So Daryl Lee have have realised that the palm oil uh, one people don't like palm oil in their in like their food like, because it's destroying habitats and yep. you know blah blah blah. So they've come out with an ad that says we don't use palm oil, and the best way of um, uh, so you take something that is iconic to the thing that palm oil is destroying, which is jungles. You go orangutan, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> And then they they've had a they've gone and they put the orangutan behind the drums because they've gone off you know Amazing. vaguely vaguely Did chocolate you, and, and he's singing he's doing the um uh, George Michael George Michael yeah don't belong to Yeah, yeah. In the back the positioning there or the message there is, what is it? Um, your your choices can change the world or something like that. It was brilliant. We'll have the right thing up on screen for, for the listeners, but yeah. loved it. So good. Yeah. And it was almost, I felt it was more an homage or a, like a tip of the hat to Cadbury than it was trying to do something. It was. It was. I believe. I believe a lot because I believe in the goodness of people's intentions and the, and the, yep. and the, and the, I, I take it, I take a rose colored view of the world, but unintentionally, unintentionally, they have by inference by saying that Daryl Lee does not use palm oil in their chocolate in fur. And because they're using the, a, a simian behind the drum kit, connecting them together, they connect them together. They're insinuating Maybe Cadbury do, and so elevating their brand, they're stealing their brand asset, this unintended brand asset that Cadbury in, invented back when you know, yep. what was that 10 15 years ago? It was, it was a long time ago, but I, I still think you know it, it resonates today, but yeah, right, it was, it was a long time ago, yeah, yeah. So they've used this against it. Here's the interesting thing Cadbury haven't used palm oil in their dairy milk chocolate since at least. 2015, at least, like probably longer. Right. But the insinuation is because Daryl Lee have come out and gone, we don't use palm oil. The insinuation is, well, they must be saying that because other people must be using it. And which other people are we thinking about when we're thinking about simians behind drum kits? Oh, must be kept. So it's a deliberate, unintended. Alleged. We've alleged. Got to be alleged. Everything's alleged, my boy, when we start to put critique out there. It's alleged. It's definitely not factual. Yeah, yeah. This is just one idiot's opinion. Two idiots' opinion. Two idiots' opinion. 
Um, and it, so, so there is this. So there is a real sense that if you if you if you're going out buying chocolate and you've got to make a choice between Cadbury and Daryl Lee, where they would be in the same store, I've really no idea. But if you, you care about the so environment, yeah, go and get yourself some Daryl Lee and the Melbourne Zoo. I think not 2019, 2020 banned the sale of Cadbury products, even though Cadbury said back in 2015, we don't use palm oil in our chocolate. We use it a little bit in our flavoring where it's unavoidable. Um, and we only buy it from a UN sustainability goal accredited suppliers, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Melbourne Zoo said, nah, no Cadbury for our gorillas. Thanks very much. Yeah. So, so did they start to stock Daryl Lee? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes, but I really don't know. I haven't been to the zoo in a long time. For my shame, I have not been to the zoo and bought any kind of chocolate in, in an age. I've been to the zoo a couple of times, but I've never explored the delights of the chocolate and confectionery zone in the, uh, the, in the I don't zone. know if there's a zone, is there? It's more of a gift shop that might have a couple of sort of, you know, tubes of Rolo or something there that you could potentially put chunks. Rolo. Remember the Rolo? The Rolo. Yeah. That was just, see, see, every time we start talking about confectionery, I go out afterwards and put on about 10 kilos. No, so, you no. You're as lean and mean as you were when you were smoking for Australia. That's right. That's you right. And I, was, and I was overweight and fat then and I'm overweight and fat now. No, you anyway. Well, you know what, JD? <clears throat> that has been a fantastic and insightful addition of the bones of advertising. Don't go changing. I will not go changing. Don't you go changing. And I will see you next week for another episode. That'd be lovely. Look forward to it.